Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And you are... Steve Classic. And I am... The Captain. And you are... I'm Nikki. Just the headline alone is... It's totally a Sunday headline. It's, for, it's got for a little something live. for everybody in this one. It's a headline. <laughs> this from 8newsnow.com. I don't even know. Oh, it's out of Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah, Channel 8 News. Apparently, it's a CBS affiliate, if that means anything to you. Um, here's the headline. Local news. Watch. <laughs> Naked suspect fights Las Vegas police officer, steals patrol vehicle, causes crash, now faces felony charges. I mean, he'd be perfect for Florida Man games. Like, yeah. Like, if he got away, this would be an even better story. Right? You know, but sadly, he did not. Selling police, uh, spoilers. Selling police cruiser on eBay—that's what got him. But I mean, Finally. he does seem like he's rehearsing for the official Florida Man yeah. games. Right? I mean, this is yeah, right out. This might even be one of the competitions. He's probably, you know, practicing. A naked man who got into a fight with a Las Vegas Metropolitan Police officer and then stole the officer's patrol vehicle and caused a serious crash is facing four charges, according to court documents. The incident unfolded Tuesday around 11 p.m. when police received a call regarding a naked man on the road near Blue Diamond Road and Buffalo Drive. According to Metro, Clyde... Kabulasan, I'm probably butchering that, but age 29, Clyde got into a fight with responding police officer that involved hitting and punching and was captured on video by Kyle Even, a nearby driver. Even said he saw flashing lights and thought he was pulling up on an accident. Instead, he witnessed a naked man in the road <laughs> casually walking. Casual. So far, so good. Yeah, it's right? hot, it's no hot in deal. Las Vegas. I mean, come I on. I don't know what Las Vegas laws are about nudity or whatever. I assume they're lax. It's Las Vegas. Yeah, it's right? Las Vegas. Yeah, Anything goes. Think so. Right? so I'm, I'm just guessing. Naked man walking down the road. No big deal, right? Yep. Quote, you've got a cop and a naked dude. I thought he was going to be handcuffed and thrown to the ground, unquote, cool. said Evan during a phone interview. The cop kind of seemed he was like... Protecting him from somebody coming through and hitting him. That sentence doesn't, that make, doesn't sense. make sense. Yeah. He said what happened next made his jaw drop. The naked man, Clyde, was able to get into the Metro Ford F-150 patrol vehicle and drive away. Now, I have watched this video, and it's useless to play video over the radio, right? It's not going to yeah. do any justice. But Use your imagination, folks. But, like, the video <laughs> depicts... Uh, a fist fight between a fully uniformed cop armed with, you know, his gun and a baton yeah. and, you know, whatever else they Pepper got, spray. right? spray. The, the utility belt Taser. of, of, of yeah. the police state, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, this naked guy just starts throwing fists and the cop is overtaken easily, <laughs> right? Like this guy. Yeah, you would think this is one of those videos where, like, some guy's on PCP, right? right? You know, the yeah, cop that's just, what I'm thinking. I'm like, is it meth? Is it yeah. PCP? Because the, the this is just, not a normal thing to do. Cop just folds like a like a folding chair, right? You know? Uh, and so uh, then the guy just jumps. Like, the cop left the door open, right, to the mm. patrol truck. It's a Ford F-150 pickup yeah. truck, but it's got police lights and sirens. It yeah. kind of looks like a K-9 truck or something mm. like that. And so the guy just gets in and, like, 
puts it in drive, and the cops like trying to like you know get and get him out or whatever. But the cops no match for a vehicle, right? right so right. Yeah. he eventually lets go and falls to the ground. And the guy just drives away. Awesome. Uh, He's driving to Florida to get into the Florida Man games. <laughs> Uh, the gentleman named Even said, uh, I was just glad the cop didn't get run over. It's like real-life Grand Theft Auto. I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's probably I what the naked man, was, yeah, naked man was thinking that, probably. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to, like... Uh, uh, I don't know, like like bitch slap a prostitute or something before. Yeah, he's, I was about to say he's probably know. going well, to pick that's up where a he's, prostitute. Yeah, that's where he's going. You know. Oh, he needs. <laughs> he's going the, to the strip. He needs, he needs the, the pimped out vehicle. Yeah. To, yeah. Oh, I see. Right. He's, and he probably wants a uniform too. Mm. He needs something to wear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know those prostitutes love the uniform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that. Really. I don't know that, but yes. Uh, police said uh, Kabulasan headed north on Rainbow with police in pursuit for more than five miles. Ooh. Whoa. Wow, five miles. He then crossed the center line, drove into oncoming traffic, ran a red light at Hacienda Avenue, crashing into the passenger side of yet another Ford, this time an Explorer. Oh, okay. Uh, and injuring the driver and passenger around 11.15 p.m. Holding in your poo at work is bad for you. A doctor explains why. (laughs) I mean, I would think that'd be kind of self-explanatory, right? Holding your poo at work. And, like, that's the best place to do it right? because you're getting paid for it. Right, and you're not using your septic system at home and using toilet paper, so it's, you know, you're saving money. What's the the poem? Boss gets a dollar, I get a dime. That's why I poo on the company time. Yeah, that's how I feel, at least. <laughs> Although poo is substituted for a much more uh, vulgar yeah. term yeah, that yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, allowed yeah. to say on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, first of all, like if you got to go, you should go, right? Like, that's a, I don't get, I, don't, I really don't understand how people hold that sort of thing in. Like, you, it's kind of weird, right? All, like, well, I, guess I mean, you can just like decide. Like, oh, I don't have to go anymore. What do you mean? I mean, if you got to go, you got to go. Well, and if you don't, you don't. And there's all sorts of, there's like different levels of got to go. Yeah, too, yeah, I yeah. Guess, that's right? true. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, I can feel it coming on. Or like, you're like, you know, your belly gurgles and you're like, running. oh, you're like, I got to go I gotta right go. now, right? And there's yeah. all sorts of variations and degrees in between. Uh, and then there's, you know, phrases like prairie dog in it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like, if you don't know what that means, go look it up. I don't know that I can describe it on radio without getting in trouble. (laughs) But use your imagination. Use your imagination. Right. You know. Um, And and so there's all these euphemisms surrounding this kind of thing. At the same time, like, I mean, bathrooms are readily available. I mean, I guess it depends on where you work. Western world, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. I knew a woman who was, you know how some people are pee shy? It's like a, a Shy phrase. bladder. Yeah, like if, if somebody's standing in the bathroom with them or if they're in a public restroom with what's like that, stalls, they that, won't be able to what's go. What's that meme with the guy at the urinal and then the next guy comes in and stands right next to him? Yeah. Even though there's like 17 other yeah. urinals yeah. available. Like, hey. <laughs> right yeah. next so that me. guy's the opposite of pee shy. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, a woman I know had, you know, the poop version of that where she like needed to be in her own home couldn't be at work 
She Couldn't had a shy be at the colon. yoga. Yeah, <laughs> the fan that. going. Yeah, like yeah. needed. You know, had to have her. You Gotta know, have lights, a candle on. Yeah, light, yeah. light some incense. Lights playing Steely Dan. All, yep. you know, whatever. All of the things. All of the things. Right. Steely and Dan's I was just very. Yeah, yeah. I was just very surprised by that. I'm like, oh, really? So I just to me, it's people make. There's so much um, like anxiety or um, like people are really embarrassed. By these sort of things, yeah, and like it's just like normal. Yeah, I mean, I if you're if your bathroom at work is like a blue box, maybe. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, there, there's something about being classy, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be at you want to like stink up the joint. But, <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, like at the same time, like I've crop dusted a group of people <laughs> yeah. on several occasions on the way to the bathroom. Life, you know, like, like I mean, like. There's a time and a place yeah. where it's funny, <laughs> but you got to pick and them. choose, right? You can't just be yeah. like, you know, anyway. So yeah, uh, depending on where you work, of course, right? Yeah. Now, a lot of people these days working from home, so like, <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so why, why is it bad for you, Captain? Oh, crap. Let, let the, let the, oh, crap. Uh, all right, it's about time we eradicate the embarrassment of pooing, especially in the workplace. Bowel movements eliminate unwanted material and toxins from the body and are a result of the digestive process. Regular bowel movements are a sign of a healthy gut. All I can hear is one of my parental units. Have you moved your bowels? <laughs> right. Yeah, I have a stomach ache. Have you? When's the last time your, your bowels moved? moved? <laughs> While every person is different, having a bowel movement daily or several times a week is typical, UCLA Health reports. Considering we all do it, why are people so embarrassed about it? An article published by Vice early, earlier this year explored the phenomenon. One person told the publication, pooing destroys the ego. It strips you bare. <laughs> Does it? That's like a very intense way to think about it. Wow. I'm like, I think you guys are reading a little too much into this. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a spiritual experience every time I take I, a poop. Like, I mean, what? I have been known to like, you know, when, when, when you do it and you feel the relief, you're like, oh, God. Are you meditating, <laughs> you though? Know? Wow. I mean, no, I guess not. No. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's, it's not meditation yeah. at all. Yeah, it's just relief is all it is. You're not like, I'm humbled. You, you are, you're, I'm, I'm so humble. I'm so humble. My I mean, ego is much better. It depends now. on the size of the poo, I guess. Right? <laughs> you know, sometimes you're like, "Damn, that came out of me, huh?" Well, someone else chimed in uh, that it's disgusting, smelly, and unhygienic. You can be as charming as you want, but if people hear you taking a ass, <laughs> it rips all of that away. Which I mean, yeah, it it does. Yeah. You know? Oh God. But, you know, I mean, you guys have all, like, walked a dog, right? You know? Yeah. When a dog's squatting to take care yeah. of business. Like, and no do one... you think the dog is feeling embarrassed or, you know, if you're laughing yeah. at the dog or whatever, right? You know? <laughs> They're just like, what? Bonnie was telling me she dressed up her dog for Halloween as a hot dog. Yes, he was super uh -huh. cute. And that it was hilarious when she had to take him out to go do his business <laughs> yeah. because you've got a hot dog taking a poo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, there's that. Uh, uh... <laughs> Anyway, uh, one person told the publication, pooing destroys the ego, it strips you bare. The embarrassment of going for a number two is unsurprisingly very prevalent in the workplace. And the issue is thought to mainly affect women. Grow up. <laughs> Just 
like I, I think okay, so I was a CNA for a long time, mm-hmm. and you can use your imagination of what I was spending most of my time doing as a as a CNA. It was a number two story um, all the time. It was every single day, every hour was a number two story. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe I just got so desensitized to it. I remember before that, like as I was a teenager, like you wouldn't really talk about it, especially like with your girlfriends, like. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I was hanging out with guys, it would probably come up more, but I wouldn't really share. I guess there was some form of embarrassment surrounding it. Um, but I think as an adult, it's just like, yeah, literally like grow up, get over it. Who cares? Yeah, like like dudes think that uh, I don't and, and like women project this, too, I think, to some extent. But like they think that, oh, you know, women don't stink and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then like. Yeah. You get near the women's room and like you can hear the farts and you can <laughs> yeah. hear the you know the grunts and you know a bunch the, of dudes in there probably. You know. But I would I would like to ask uh, uh, of anyone who is either building a bathroom or remodeling one, put in a nice strong fan. Yep. Right. Do do mm. us do all of humanity a favor and put in a nice strong fan. Also, some potpourri. Uh, I would like to request that in the industrial applications that is uh office buildings and uh you know public bathrooms that kind of thing um turn off the timer right a lot of the lights in these bathrooms oh. have timers <laughs> and i've never been in there long oh. enough to, to some find people that out. some people take a little longer from time to time to <laughs> yeah. take care of their business and the lights go off that's terrifying and then you got to you know you got to finish up right you got to grab yeah. the toy you got to figure out how to navigate you got to do the little uh, walk with your pants sometimes around the, your ankle sometimes the stall <laughs> like you can start waving your arms around but the the sensor's nowhere near the stall yeah. so the sensor's not picking up movement so the lights will go back on so you got to figure out how to take care of your business and finish up and That's what the leave the for. stall. <laughs> Get the sticks, so, you know, start so, waving so it. So you, you take your phone out to use it as a flashlight. It falls in the in the toilet. I mean, God, it's going to yeah. be awful. Oh, no. That's happened to me before when you have it in the back pocket. Oh. And you, yeah. Uh, an article published by Refinery29 after the pandemic detailed the fact that one of the biggest concerns for adults returning to the office was going to the loo at oh. work. I don't know anybody calls it the This is from the Could be a lot yeah, of cerebral they're, they're British. In there, maybe. Yeah, they're British. Hello. But you ever see like when a dog, the, the dog takes a poo and then they they, they wipe their paws on the grass? Yeah. And they, well, like they're trying they're, to and they're all, they're all happy. You. Like, yeah. I just lost five I, pounds. That's how I am. Yeah. I, yeah, that's how I am. I'm like, you would know. <laughs> jump on the scale. Yeah. Jump on the scale. Yeah. <laughs> I think when Jumping dogs do down. that, they're trying to like bury it or cover it with you know dirt. Yeah, but they it, oh, they funny. run around sometimes. They're yeah, proud. they do get they're excited. Proud it, yeah, I think, yeah. Um, but it is funny like how evolution does like yeah. At one point that that was a trait that dog dogs needed. But if you watch a dog do it, they're not actually burying it. They're just you wiping know, their paws. They're just yeah. They're just like, wiping their paws essentially, ripping up the grass a little bit. The so cats always like, bury it. Though. At some point. You know, there were all these people picking up their crap so often that they didn't actually have to bury it because they became domesticated. Wow. And, you know, they lost the actual skill to right. be able to bury it right. or, yeah, yeah. or to care mm. enough to bury it. They, they could if they wanted to, but Someone will pick why, it up. why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing behind him with a bag. Why does he care? You know, uh, anxiety around pooing in a public space is known as parkopresis. Oh, oh. Or par- okay. parkopresis, 
Parco wow. I don't, It's I don't a medical to, condition? Don't know how to pronounce this. Psychological condition? P-A-R-C-O-P-R-E-S-I-S. Parcopresis. Is surprisingly common, says Dr. Ben Disney. <laughs> okay, Ben. Ben Disney. <laughs> Has been Disney. <laughs> Has been Disney. A consultant, uh, gastrointest- uh, gastroenterologist at university uh, hospitals, blah, 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 whatever. Hey, uh, let's go to an unscreened caller. What's your name? You're on Free Talk Live. I can't believe this is what I'm competing with. <laughs> I mean, we're just trying to uh, educate the public service. The population. Public yeah. Service. You know we, that people we, need to know. The health we could call it the health report. The health report, yeah. <laughs> you know that we do a we try to do a number two story every Sunday, right? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we do it every week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Sometimes twice a week. We we <laughs> we really clean up in the ratings. Yeah. Holy god. It's okay. never our lead well, story uh, though. You can't you can't wipe away our shtick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh I have a follow-up on the the big shooting in Maine. Okay. Which by the way was perpetrated by a government worker. People tend to downplay that. It was a mili- they- military Oh, but person. was that um Card. So that so the guy was a government worker. You're saying? Yeah, he was a former. Yeah. I think he may, he may have been a he may have been a former government worker. No, I uh, think, aside uh, from we, him being uh, in the military, because I know he was. No, I think he was. Uh, didn't we we call military. it out that he was uh, on? Uh, he was active reserve, something like that. He was a so federal federal government federal government worker. Yeah, in that case, either either current or former. Yeah, he like he had a uh, he had a like, a military ID that could get him on and off base. Yeah. Okay. And just like, uh, just like uh, you know, those, those two bureaucrats that did that terrorist attack in, in California, that was such a big deal. Um, but in, and also the lady who started the Colorado Springs fire that killed three, uh, that uh, that, that uh, burned down three hundred houses. I I didn't hear uh, about that. Off the top of my head. Yeah. No one, no one ever talked about that, right? So is um, that did that happen a while ago, or is that like recent? Uh, well, the Colorado Springs fire was in 2012. I just happened okay. to be there during this time, so that's why I'm thinking about it. Uh-huh. But the, uh, yeah, she was a bureaucrat. She was, I don't think she was a federal bureaucrat, however. She delivery started a fire, uh, in, like in, in dry, dry woods, basically, as I recall. Or at least in a, I don't remember all the details, but, um, the other one was in California. But anyway, I'm getting off the, I'm getting off. Yeah, the what's the update on the, uh, update, the shooter from the- Maine? A um, uh, an executive counselor who is running for governor and probably a pretty top candidate for governor is uh, doing something unusual in New Hampshire, and that is uh, actually trying to. She's promising strict gun control in New Hampshire. Actually, is this uh, uh, what's her name, Camille or something? She's got a weird. Name. I don't. I don't. I have a policy of not providing publicity to authoritarians. If I, I like don't. your policy. Okay. All right. But um so I will not I will not speak her name publicly but Very well. um yeah she's she's got this you know this typical quote you know like you would like you would hear from another state she said uh, she says quote the 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 uh that's why I will quote that's why I will call on the legislatures to send me a bill banning assault weapons in New Hampshire this and other common sense gun violence yada 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 unquote 
but she's calling for additionally extreme risk protection orders, gun-free school zones, universal background checks, all the kinds of fascist things that you might, might get if you lived in, in New York or something like and that. That's, that that's sense? the thing about that. It's like, why even try that in New Hampshire? Clearly, the people that live here don't want that. Right. Go, if you want that, Massachusetts, right. New York, right. they're literally right there. Right. Like, there are so many states within driving distance that you can move to where you will feel more safe and more comfortable well, if you are afraid of guns. Here's the thing, though. Like, taking guns away from uh, regular people does not make regular people more safe. Yeah, of course. I, I responded to this particular person, uh, and by the way, this is Dave Ridley who's calling. We haven't even said who you are. From the Ridley Report. From RidleyReport.com. Dot com. Dot com. Uh, and uh, I responded to this lady on Twitter, as I do to politicians, and I say this on the radio all the time. Great. Uh, you know, if this is what you want to do, lead by example, disarm everybody in government first, lead by example, show us how it's done. Right. If you can't do that, then shut the hell up. Right. Get rid of your security guards with their guns. This from Eyewitness News 3. Trying to see where they're out of Hartford. They're Hartford. Hartford. They actually left Hartford to go to Rocky Hill because there's so much crime in Hartford. Yeah, there is a lot of crime in Hartford. You can tell because there's like gang signs, paint like spray painted Everywhere. on like on the highway. On the highway, yeah, like on the exit signs. Same with uh, certain roads in Providence, Rhode Island, too. Mm-hmm. Li- literally, the gang signs will spray painted on yeah. the, the exit, exit signs. signs. Yeah. Don't get so, off this exit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's kind of nice that they like give you a heads up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think I'll keep going. Right. Totally unrelated. Uh, near my house, there are some. Uh, some some signs for uh you know warning you that there's a a railroad crossing coming oh, okay up, right? i was like right. probably not gang signs no, where no, no, you no, live no, no, no. the railroad gang um and you know these are the the circle signs with the, the yeah. two r's and the yep. big black x and it's a yellow background or mm-hmm. whatever right uh you've seen these yes. uh there's nothing wrong with these signs at all and then one day a truck pulls up and a couple of guys get out and they unbolt the existing sign and replace it with the exact same sign except brand new, right? Like, you know, they had to, like, peel off the thing on the front, you know, because right. it was, you know, fresh off the the railroad sign yeah. printing press, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm thinking so to myself. trying to use up the budget or I'm, whatever? And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, what, like, there was nothing wrong with that sign. It wasn't, like, the paint wasn't peeling. It wasn't, wasn't chipped. It wasn't up. smashed up. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, nobody had run into it or run it over or whatever. It was just. Was it bigger? No, it was <laughs> the exact same sign. Wow. Like, Sounds dumb. To the size and everything. And I'm like, that's, this is, this is what I hate about bureaucracy. Uh, not, I mean, not the only thing, but like one more thing to hate yeah. about the bureaucracy, about taxation, about, you know, cities. Yeah, you paid for you that know, sign. Do, yeah, like, but why? Why did I pay for that sign? There was a perfectly good sign there that was doing its job, letting yep. people know, hey, there's a railroad crossing mm-hmm. coming up, right? I mean, you could even Didn't argue. need to be changed. You don't even really need this sign in the first place. I mean, you can see the railroad, right? Okay, I mean, I'm not sure. against there being a sign if there was already a sign, but... but but if your if your government is replacing things that don't need to be replaced, you should ask questions. Yeah, you should do a lot more than that. Yeah, it's so. like renumbering the exits to mile Yeah, it's markers. like why do we keep why do we keep doing that? Oh my gosh, what a mess! Marked safe today from oh, uh, man. Yeah. getting exit, off the wrong exit. exit updates. So anyway, this story out of uh, Hartford, Connecticut. 
uh, News 3, apparently, uh, WFSB.com. Burlington man arrested for growing $8.5 million worth of shrooms. This one makes me so sad. He's like 21 years old, too. Uh, there's a, a, a graphic here. It says uh, illegal mushroom arrest. Massive magic mushroom operation busted. Operation, right. Yeah. Um, this, uh, some stuff was growing. <laughs> it, it just, yeah. They, when like, they talk about farming, they're like massive corn operation. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it just bothers me because they're like painting him like some like big time drug dealer. And it's like he could be selling fentanyl or like he could be selling hard drugs, yeah. but instead he's growing mushrooms. Right. Like who cares? Yeah, no one does. Mm. No except one cares. For, except for uh, the government. Burlington yeah, Cops. of course. Well, I actually got in a little bit of a debate with some uh, lady on Facebook who, coincidentally, this was on like a freedom-oriented local group chat sort okay. of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like, well, he was kind of asking, like totally victim-blaming him. Like he was kind of asking for it. Like if he was just growing some mushrooms, like that'd be one thing. But millions of dollars and all of these things, like, you know. Well, the cops always overestimate that stuff, too. Exactly. Right, so. I mean, if you see the pictures, it is kind of a lot. Right. Well, but, either, but either way, it's like, who cares? I'm like, who is he harming right. by doing this? And right. if you're a so-called freedom-minded person, right. uh, no, you're not. Because right. why would you want, like, why would you victim blame this guy? Like, that's just so strange. I, I don't know. It's like. A man from Burlington faces drug factory charges whatever that is, after detectives found he had been growing a significant amount of shrooms. Weston Soul, S-O-U-L-E, age 21, was charged with possession with intent to sell narcotics. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. And it's operating a, a drug factory. Shrooms are not narcotics. That's what I was saying. Like, do uh, I've never heard of a mushroom be called a narcotic before. Based on the information obtained during the investigation, Sewell was taken into custody at the scene and transported to state police headquarters in Lichtfield. Lichtfield. Is that? Oh, no, it's Lichfield. Lichfield. Yeah, it's very nice. I mean, more, more phlegm. Yeah, Lichfield is very nice. <laughs> if you're going to go to state police headquarters, Lichfield is the place you want to go. All right. Okay, Lichfield, <laughs> where he scooter. was processed and charged. Processed. What, processed. like cheese? <laughs> yeah. Did they put a little, you know, <laughs> a little wrapper around him that yeah. you got to peel off later? Right. And you like, got a USDA uh, sticker put, put on him. Put him in a stack yeah. with a bunch yeah. of other, you know, arrestees. Processed. Processed. Pasteurized, processed, mm, yeah. criminals. Uh, let's see. Eyewitness News spoke with a neighbor who would frequently walk by the house and said, when it was cold outside, he noticed something odd. Mm. I wonder if this is the snitch. Yeah, that's the snitch. Yeah. Yeah. They were running air conditioners when it was a cold day, which didn't seem right. They had air conditioners in the, in the top windows and front of the house. Yeah, totally. Who cares? My also, how pumps. nosy? Yeah. How nosy do you have to be to even like notice that? I wouldn't notice. I mean, like, I'm thinking of this neighborhood. The houses are pretty close together. I totally would not notice if any of these people were running in air conditioning right now. How would you notice that? Yeah, he says they had air conditioners in the top windows and front of the house. You also saw more cars there during the day, which made it seem like a place of employment rather than someone sleeping there at night, said the neighbor. This is a nosy Nelly is what this is. Yeah, This is the type of neighbor you never want to have. Uh, no kidding. You know, yeah. uh, you know what they say about snitches. So, 
Uh, <laughs> UNH criminal justice professor and retired FBI agent Kenneth Gray. What? Jeez, man, that guy's got more labels than me. I went to school with a Ken Gray. Oh. I wonder if it's the same guy. Yeah, it might be. He says, that's a usual sign in this type of operation. In a marijuana grow house, the house is usually filled with lamps. In this case, mushrooms don't need a lot of lamps. Instead, they need a lot of ventilation, Gray said. Eyewitness News called police to ask if they know how long the operation was going on for, but they did not return our calls. Soul was held on a $250,000 cash charity bond. It's just so dumb. A quarter of a million dollars. That's the thing. They're like, oh, well, he's a millionaire. He can afford it, right? This kid is not a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have that, you know? That's crazy. And he was scheduled for arraignment at New Britain Superior Court. The old hometown. So, Hmm. yeah. Uh, Free this guy. No victim. No crime. Uh, Abolish the police. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so sad because you know this guy is gonna. I don't want to manifest this for him, but I mean, like we've seen this before. He's gonna go to jail, yeah. and like for this kid, he to spend. You know, they should, I mean, they should send him to a like a agricultural school. Yeah, they. <laughs> you could you could work for Bill Gates with the fall the farmland. It's just he's so buying. sad. I, I mean, know. he's so young. He has his whole life ahead of him. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Right. He's a botanist of sorts. Yeah. You know, yeah. like this kid. He's got a green thumb. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing, scholarship too. And- yeah, like this kid, like clearly he has something going for him. Like yeah. all, all these other 21-year-olds are lazy. They're working. They're like minimum wage jobs or whatever. They're working for the man, working for somebody else. They're they're drinking, you know, they're doing, you know, all these, whatever, all these things yep. that your average 21-year-old is doing. And this kid is like an entrepreneur. He's running his own business. All these positive things. Providing the community with mushrooms, which they obviously need because it's kind of a mess down there. <laughs> um, and I, now he's going to go to jail. Yeah. Like, that's so sad. I'd appoint him as uh, agriculture secretary <laughs> in my right, administration. Yeah. Hey, get that kid. He's good. Oh, it's just such a bummer. Yeah, I feel I, bad for him. This, he looks like a hippie. Like he's probably just like some hippie kid too. Sure. Like that's so lame. Like in any other context, this guy would be exactly as you described, Nikki, a businessman. Right? Yeah, he's just yeah. He's, he's he's got his own small business. That's yeah, all he that's is. It. Right? Oh, he didn't get the, he's got, the government paperwork. He didn't have a he's permit. Got, oh, it's illegal. Willing, Willing customers, yeah. right, who voluntarily want to exchange something of value to get, you know, whatever his product is. Yeah. Uh, and it's all voluntary. There's no harm involved. No Not at was, all. Right? And, you know, There's no like, violence. Tell me what's violent about a kid growing mushrooms in Absolutely house. nothing. And, you know, um, like with some other drugs, I, I don't really care if people do drugs. Like if they want to, that's fine. If you sell drugs, it's whatever to me. Um, but I understand how some people can make the argument with certain drugs that um, you can overdose on or are highly addictive. I understand how some people would have an issue with the production and sale of those drugs. I right. totally understand that um, because you could argue there is a victim, even if it's consensual. Like there, there are victims there. I mean, you know, we see people dying all the time with mushrooms. I mean, like it is very, I mean, you might. You get sick. Get sick. <laughs> yeah, like you might get uh, like a food poisoning symptoms, but I've never heard of anyone dying. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. 
I enjoy Free Talk Live and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Is this Ricky? That would be there, bro. <laughs> All right. He was waiting. Wow. Steve, Sister Nikki, good evening. <laughs> That's Hello. twisted Sister Nikki to you, pal. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Well, I have to admit, I've been gone for a little while. And see what it you comes down to. should have been gone. To... Wait, no, that's Journey. Well, Survivor. you know what it is? Sometimes when I'm doing special Ricky from the Commonwealth work, you know, I move around a bit. But you know what's really interesting? You know, I got this euphemism, new battle flag, you know, and I was in a neighboring county from the county where I'm from. And, you know, the affiliates aren't in this area anymore. But you know what's interesting? They're listening to the Internet streams and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, I went to, I was in a neighboring county, and I'll say twice in that county, I got hit with this. And then now four times now, I came back to my county, they see this, and they hear the calls. I go to different locations, and some of them say, no tax for you, sir. You know what I tell them? I says, you know, when I get sit in the seat and I blow it away, there's going to be no taxes for any of us. And, you know, it's funny. Somebody said to me, hey, where are those? I can't tell you those places. But see, that's appreciation. But anyways, on another note, you know. Okay. I was thinking about this. I mean, you said about medicinal. Now, I take Tegretol. I've mentioned in the past. I'm Tegrity. It's Tegretol. There, oh, Tegretol. Sorry. I was thinking of South Park. Now, I'm in remission for 25 years. Integrity you know? weed. Well, that's what I'm getting to. You see, I know how long I can go without my Tegretol because I tested it. My neurologist says, it wasn't surprised. I can go five months, and then what happens is I'll get little brain seizures. The average person can't tell them, but I can. And it'll start to go downhill quick. Okay. But you know what? One thing I can tell you, now, I generally take my Tegretol. I get it free under my medical covers is generic, and the Tegretol XR400 generic, identical to the real thing, probably because they won't mess with it. But here's what I found out when I did my testing the second time. Uh, well, I could do three medium bowls a day, you know, a little purple haze, a little Jamaican red, nice and green. Mm -hmm. I can go beyond that. I went over seven months. Now, do I, can I replace it? Sure. You know, I generally take my Tegretol, but you know, it's good to have a substitute when times could get tough. You know, brother captain, what? Well, that's, see, that's what it comes down to. See, under Nixon, you see, he's the one that started it. He created the monster and the right was always involved. Oh, the it DEA? was big pharma. It was big pharma. And, you oh, know, yeah. I think in the, I think in Nixon's mind, it actually was a legitimate thing for the economy. And George W. Bush brought it to life. But you know what the problem is? They can't hide anymore. You know, for the past, what, three, four years, 
The Democrats had been trying to legalize it across the board. The Republicans are like, no, 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 we can't do that. Oh, wait a minute. Isn't things like Tegretol and like, you know, no, things like, you know, what the problem is, isn't things like blood pressure medication and things like that. The problem is it'll replace the, the antidepressants, the antipsychotics. Oh, yeah. yeah. The opiates. Oh, we can't have that. Oh, my God. That'd be bad for the economy. And if you grow right. it in your backyard. Oh, yeah. Big Pharma <laughs> hey, is, hey, is definitely no afraid doubt. of losing their profits to stuff that you can grow yourself, a like t- a 21 year old kid in Connecticut. And mushrooms. mushrooms. Right. Uh, See, I just want rallies. Ricky, at real- my rallies, you can have. Yeah, you can smoke anything you want. You can dress or undress any way you want. As long as you're hungry. If you want to eat a half an ounce of fresh mushrooms at my rallies, you're safe. But see, at my rallies, unlike this guy who talks about his Second Amendment, who used to be president, not a gun in yeah, sight. Yeah. There's going to be lots of them at my rallies. From FEE, which stands for fee. The free education. Anyone? Uh, oh, I feel like I should know fee. this. F e e. Fee. I, it's economic something. Freedom uh, Foundation for Foundation economic, for Economic Education. Yeah. Well, right. now I know. Knowing, I knew that at one point. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> yeah. You know what the other half is? I, I don't know. The battle. Oh. <laughs> the actual fighting. Yes. <laughs> the other half. Knowing is the first half. Yeah. Then there's the actual fighting. <laughs> Uh, from fee.org, F-E-E.org, Chicago's solution to its failing school system. Stop grading schools on performance. Wait, wait. We're just going to make everyone equally as bad. Just bring everybody down. It's become abundantly clear that the greatest obstacle to educational reform is the government itself. Yeah! yeah. yeah F-E-E. I mean, reporting yeah. the truth. All right. So, here we go. <laughs> In 1987, U.S. Education Secretary Bill Bennett famously traveled to Chicago, 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 Chicago. the Windy City, where he ruffled feathers. But really? Oh, he ruffled feathers by telling a closed room group that the Windy City school system was, quote, the worst in the nation. Wow. Wow. Really? I mean, even what about uh, Mississippi and Louisiana? I thought they were the worst. Baltimore. I mean, maybe by city. Yeah, or maybe I could totally see like inner city Chicago being the worst. Oh, definitely. Local parents and educators bristled at the charge, which resulted in an awkward New York Times story. But decades of data would subsequently prove that Mr. Bennett was correct. Chicago schools were a total mess. So, really quick before we move on, deep dish pizza, yay or nay? Nay. Yay. Okay. I'm a yay. I just uh, I had to know. I, it's my preference. Yeah. Really? It's, yeah. it's okay. either deep dish, Chicago style is my favorite, uh, or thin crust. Yeah, New I don't style. like I don't like yeah. the the this medium crust that everybody has, this yeah. hand tossed thing. No, like no, no, it's no, not no. that I don't like it, but it's just like it's not as good. To me, yeah. I like I like the thin cracker crust because of its crackling crunchiness. Yeah. Little burnt out of or, or I like the deep dish because it's fried bread. Yeah. I, I just like... Um, Literally, it's fried bread. It's, it's very, oil. It's very doughy. Yeah. Um, I like various styles of pizza as long as they are cooked well and it's a good, quali- a good quality New York City style pizza. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to give a shout out to a place uh, in Minneapolis that I think still exists called Devani's Pizza. Devani's. Yeah. yeah sounds divine. Uh, they do a thing where uh, for their deep dish pizza... Uh, they will uh, 
when you're making the pizza, they'll grab, you know, uh, an empty or a thing of dough in a, in a tray, uh, you know, before they cook it. And instead of putting sauce on it, they'll just brush it with a little bit of garlic butter. And then yeah. they'll start putting the toppings on and the cheese and all that stuff. And then they'll put it through the oven. Oh, they put the sauce on the top? Yeah. When it comes that's out crazy. the other end of the oven, they have a you know a bin, if you will, that's got a little heater under it, whatever, keeping it warm, yeah. f- full of the sauce. And so when it comes out the other end, they put the sauce on the why? top. Hmm. And then they put the little Barbie table in the middle. And put yeah, it the Barbie table. Oh, yeah. So why, um, why do they put the sauce on the top? It's physics. Are they just trying to be, like, cool? No. Oh, like, oh, we're, we're different. The cheese kind of keeps it from... Have you ever, you've seen this, I know I've done it, have you ever bitten into a slice of pizza and all the toppings fall yeah, off and slap you in the face and yeah. like, and it doesn't happen if you put the sauce on top. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They, solved, to that bread they and, solved the problem. It's like an upside down. I'll the have sauce to discuss this with my pizza expert yeah. after the show. Yeah. Or just make a homemade pizza and put the sauce on yeah. top sauce and see what happens, top. right? Yeah. I'll like, have to consult the committee first, but yeah, I'll think about it. Do you, do you need a triplicate form filled out? Sounds yeah, like, it's a big process. Do you have a, per- like, do you have a yeah. permit for that? Yeah, do, do we need a license? <laughs> the license to, to do the to pizza, pizza research. <laughs> All right, so going back to this article about education uh, in Chicago, the city's own accountability report card would later demonstrate that huge majorities of students in the city's worst schools, 75% in elementary and 95% in high school, failed to meet the state standards. It says if you grade these schools by funding, it's a different story, of course. <laughs> Per student funding at Chicago Public Schools is now approaching. Oh, sorry, CPS stands for Chicago Public Schools. Uh, per student funding at Chicago Public Schools is now approaching thirty thousand dollars per student. That's nearly double the national average of fourteen thousand three hundred forty-seven. Yeah, so how does that make them better? Well, they get more money. Doesn't that make them worse? Well, see, here's the problem: Chicago schools are getting rated poorly. So, in order for them to discontinue being rated poorly, they're just going to stop rating them. And just give them more money. And the more money they get, the better the school is. Right? <laughs> Come on. That's, that's, the, that's the new it's fuzzy that's math. That's what this is. Uh, indeed, in this paradigm that has brought us failed bureaucratic education system, America sees today. More than 30 years ago, John Hood, the author and president of the John W. Pope Foundation, explained why government was wholly unsuited to teach America's students and predicted U.S. schools would continue to decline despite steadily increasing government spending. When every call for fundamental change in American education is rebutted not by arguments about student achievement, but by arguments fo- focusing on race, class, social mixing, and other social concerns, it is difficult to imagine any real progress. This is why people are homeschooling. Oh, good. They do mention it. Uh, hmm. When teachers spend much of their day filling out forms, teaching quasi-academic subjects mandated from above, and boosting students' self-esteem as contrasted hmm. with Surf respect, which is not earned rather than worked up. Learning is difficult, if not impossible. Mr. Hood had gleaned the same truth the famous educator John Taylor Gatto had learned. Mr. Gatto, the teacher of the year in New York State in 1991 and author God bless you. of Dumbing Us Down. <laughs> Sorry, there was a sneeze there for those of you not paying attention. Dumbing Us Down. I want to read that. Oh, John Taylor Gatto is... One of my favorite people, he's dead now, sadly, uh, but he is a multiple teacher of the year winner in the New York public school system. Hmm. Uh, people would, would take him and drop him into a failing school system, and he would figure out how to teach the kids. Now, he didn't do it in the way government wanted you to do it, 
right? He actually figured out how people learn and then just sort of allowed kids to pursue what they were interested in. And oh, guess wow, what? They, did they learned. <laughs> they did better. Wow. Uh, yeah, weird, huh? Uh, Mr. Gatto, Teacher of the Year in New York State, 91, and author of Dumbing Us Down, understood it wasn't bad teachers or lack of funds responsible for America's failing schools. It's the system itself, which is built on coercion, bureaucracy, and obedience instead of actual learning, discovery, and collaboration with families. So there's says it right there. There's more to this article. Uh, we'll post the whole thing for you up on our social website if you want to check it out. Uh, but we want to move on to uh, let's go with uh, this from NBCConnecticut.com. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> Tiny homes built to house the homeless in New Haven are vacated due to code violations. <laughs> This this story, is, I, I mean... And it, this isn't the first time we've heard this story. This is the first time we've heard it from this particular no, this city, this particular, right? Yeah. But, like, this happens over and over right. again. Yeah. Some people go, oh, my gosh, there's a bunch of homeless people. Let's build them some homes. Yeah, right? that's right? a good a thing tiny to do. home, right. a, a room, something, right? Yeah. Put, yeah. Let's put some shelter over these people right. at least, right? And then the state comes along and is like, no, 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 no. These are too small or, you know. <laughs> right. And it's just crazy to be like, oh, code violations. Code violations? Yeah. They were homeless. Right. Does it matter if there's right. code? Right. They were living in a tent with like a heater in there before. Yeah. Like how is. A big like, lighter. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? A like candle was heating them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, tiny homes are being built to house homeless people in New Haven, Connecticut. But they're being vacated because of code violations, according to city officials. Officials. That's, officials. oh, I hate yeah. that word, officials. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't, uh, when when I'm not on the air and I say the word city officials, um, I, I, I pronounce it like Sean Connery. Ah. Right? Oh, That's a dump. Still uh, that's a dump. wasn't me. I said she. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I dumped it. I said Fine. she talked live. I was going to say she talked live. She talked live. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you, you baited me with that? Mm, perhaps mm, I did. Yes, you did. Uh, in a letter from the New Haven Building Department, <laughs> officials said an inspection of the 203 Rosette Street property revealed several code violations related to the construction of several pallet shelters. So I guess these uh, tiny homes were built. Uh, I mean, they don't look like they're built on pallets, but maybe they were. Uh, yeah. Maybe they were built on pallets for easy moving, right? So in case the city came in and was like, "You can't be here," like, well, "Okay, we'll, we'll move, move over here." Right? Yeah. But no, instead they said, "Oh, you violated code. <laughs> no home for you." Also, like, what code? You know, it, it was clearly up to their code. Officials say. Officials. Quote, unquote, official, air quotes. Yeah, officials say specific violations include solid fuel heating sources without smoke or CO2 detection, as well as the absence of sanitation or utility services, including electrical, mechanical, and plumbing, according to building official. There's something, I think it's called like the Big Mac Index. There's a, a financial term where like, they use the price of a Big Mac to sort of, you know, as a barometer to see how's the economy doing, right? Hmm. Uh, this from the it's New like York Post. It's like the most Post. American thing I've ever heard. Right, yeah, the the, the Big Mac indicator. Right. It's right? not the stock market that talks about the economy. It's the price of a <laughs> <McDonald's>. Big Mac. <laughs> a oh, Big my Mac. gosh. The cost Anyways, of the Big Mac. 
Continue. Um, so that's another Connecticut story. I think is it. This is our We're third. We're having a this big is, Connecticut this is, yeah, day. Yeah, a hat wow. trick for the Connecticut stories. I wonder if it's because somebody uh, who gave us this show prep is a former Connecticuter. Connecticut. Well, some of mine were Connecticut too. Connecticuters. I give you. I am I a New Englander though. So Connecticut tonight. A nutmegger. They're like Connecticut people are called nutmeggers. Nutme- yeah. <laughs> wow. Nutmeggers. Why? I don't it's know. Like a spice. So it's called the nutmeg state. So. Oh. Yeah. It's the land of steady habits. It's really Anyways. called the nutmeg state. Yeah. The nutmeg oh, state. I've never heard that. Yeah. Wow. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm lost here. <laughs> that really had. Right. That so, really, we had uh, so we had the mushroom guy in Burlington, Connecticut. We got the New Haven, Connecticut tiny house thing. And then the Big Mac story originated out of Darien, which is near Stanford. Right on the right on the uh, 95 corridor. I don't know what you're talking about. The $18 Big Macs. Oh, yeah. So He's the- recapping <laughs> for us. This, uh, well... Can't recap something that hasn't been said I'm, first. I'm, I'm pre-capping. Pre-capping. Yes, there you go. Pre-capping the story. Well, now the captain's going to post-cap. <laughs> this from NewYorkPost.com. And the, Post. the New York compost. And nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. McDonald's revenue soars as it hikes menu prices. Eighteen dollar Big Macs. <laughs> That's inflation. The, so this is interesting because people always say. Oh, I would I would eat healthy, but it's so expensive. But you're gonna pay eighteen dollars. I mean, you can go to a restaurant and get an eighteen dollar burger. You can. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. obviously, and to me, like that's still expensive. You used to be able to yeah. go to a burger, you know, yeah. get a burger for like ten bucks or whatever. And but a Big Mac. Don't that's... tell me a Big Mac. You can go to the grocery store right now, get the cheapest ground beef. You know, get a a thing about you know, like you can make. Ten of these for eighteen dollars right. or more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what do we? You but might it's, not but get it's the... too expensive. I have to eat McDonald's because I'm poor. Yeah, no, you're you probably... eating McDonald's because you're addicted to it. Right. It's, it's fine. Just go to rehab and yeah. you know eat eat some broccoli and steak or whatever. <laughs> McDonald's on Monday reported that its revenue was up fourteen percent in the latest quarter. A surge, the burger giant said, was driven by strategic menu price increases. McDonald's on Monday reported that its revenue was up 14%. The Golden Arches brought in a total of $6.69 billion in revenue for the three-month period ending September 30th, beating expectations of $6.58 billion, according to Refinitive Analysis. What is that? that? See, now, I thought McDonald's made money on the the land that the that the restaurants are on. Why? Because of the franchise? The franchising. They what make do, money ah, on franchising, not the food. So huh. the, I think, I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard that before. Yeah. That like It's not about selling the food. It's about renting out or leasing out or selling franchises. Well, and then well, the people yes. that own the franchise make the money from the food? Right. Yes. Right. Okay. So if they stay in business. I guess that'd be how that works, right? Yeah, I think it's all, like they're a real estate company. Well, I mean, to an extent, any franchise yeah. is that. Yeah, that's kind of how right? that that's works, how right? how franchising works, right? Right, right, right. You're, you're, you're a guy, like you're an entrepreneur, and... you want to open a thing, but you know, you don't want to spend the time establishing your own marketing, your own branding, right? All that kind of stuff. Right, so you got a big corporation you partner, behind you. Yeah. You partner with a franchisee because they already have all that stuff. Now, they loan you some money. You put some money down. They loan you some money to get your own thing up and running, but you use all of their branding and advertisement right. and all that kind of stuff, and then you split 
the split the uh, revenue. The, the, well, the profits. Well, do you think they're upping? They must be upping the price of the Big Mac based based on. Uh, well, let's find out, oh, shall okay. we? The captain continues. The Golden Arches brought. Oh, we already said that. Uh, however, McDonald's, which has. 13,513 restaurants in the U.S. and over 38,000 abroad. McDonald's has more restaurants abroad than they do in the U.S. That's interesting. Uh, They did not disclose how much the franchiser has increased its prices, which generally vary between locations. One branch in Darien, Connecticut, charged as much as? $18. $18 for a Big Mac. Wow. Uh, that's that's the that's, let's, let's be clear. Got, not just for the sandwich; it was for the combo meal, uh, which wow. includes a medium fry and a medium soft drink. Wow, twelve. Tw- I mean, how much do fries cost? You get thirty-five $2? French fries yeah, no, and potatoes and a, are cheap, right? In a yeah. five cent and the way they do it, and their vegetable yeah. oil, yeah. yuck. Ugh. Meanwhile, the same Big Mac combo will run a hungry patrons thirteen dollars and sixty-nine cents at a McDonald's in Times Square, New York. What, how many? What what number did you say? How much? Thirteen sixty nine. Okay. Plus tax. dollars and sixty nine cents. I mean, that's probably how much in it Times is Square. in key. I wonder how much does a let me. I'll do some field research. Hang on. If Ask only the there were a device with <laughs> you which can... you could look these things up. If only it was square, a magic rectangle. A magic. <laughs> Technically, it's not square. That's why I said magic yes. rectangle. I believe this is David calling. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, how are you? Uh, yeah, it's funny. I uh, was big into biodiesel there a few years ago, and I thought uh, McDonald's grease had some weird additive that made biodiesel bad for it. It might. Uh, it might have been too much sugars. Uh, it might have mm. been the sugars in the grease. Maybe they did that uh, just so that only McDonald's could recycle it and right. use it only in their vehicles. Because <laughs> do they do that present day? Were they using the biodiesel? I, have no idea. I just heard about that. Yeah, I haven't kept up with it, so it's possible that they've changed the formula. I'll ask the like magic saying, uh, Maybe for their own fleet, uh, it, they've done it for that. Because out here in San Francisco, and this is, what, 15, maybe even 20 years ago, uh, our buses, we, I don't know that any of our buses run on, on petroleum uh, diesel. Almost all of them are, are uh, biodiesel. San Francisco is famous for having so many restaurants. I think we've got like 20,000 restaurants and uh, all of that grease. Since we're a peninsula, we can't, uh, we don't have the landfill to be able to just dump in it. We have to pay extra to haul it, you know, 50 miles or whatever. So um, the uh, city was encouraged uh, to develop biodiesel so that the fleet of buses would be able to, uh, uh, you know, help balance the budget so to speak right you know the the reason i called though um you know in the last uh and maybe i'll i'll tie it to uh what you were just talking about with the price of a hamburger um out here in san francisco uh i i work down in the convention center and the uh you know, since that's the high tourist area, yeah. uh, hamburgers are very expensive. Probably a $17 burger is about normal uh, for one of the uh, uh, chains down there. But you can get a uh, a $10 one that is far superior. It's uh, organic beef, and it's uh, it's about $10. And I might have, with tax, it might come to 11 or 12 bucks. But um, you mean it, theft. it's it's pretty insane. And to imagine that uh, a fast food joint would 
uh, pretend that $17 or even $14 is normal for out in the middle of the country. I mean, we're talking about the tourist area here, not, uh, right. uh, you know, it's, it's famous for gigging the tourists and, um, you know, to imagine that McDonald's thinks that it can pretend that it can justify a $14 burger. But I, it crossed my mind that if this call for uh, raising the minimum wage has, uh, uh, you know, justified McDonald's to do a sort of a self-sabotage, to pretend that they have to pay a $15 an hour minimum wage, which justifies a, a, seven, a $17 hamburger, well, um, I, I can one-up them even better. Uh, I'm baby boom. In 1968, it took you exactly 20 hours at minimum wage to buy one ounce of gold. Uh, the ounce of gold was a dollar sixty, mm-hmm. or excuse me, uh, uh, the minimum wage was a dollar sixty, and the ounce of gold was thirty-two dollars. Mm-hmm. Now that's exactly 20 hours. Now, if you were to look at the ounce of gold today, it's right at a thousand dollars, or uh, excuse 2000. me, two thousand yeah, dollars. Which would put the minimum wage at a hundred dollars, wow. not fifteen dollars. Right. Yeah. So, uh, the, in, uh, you know, if if McDonald's thinks that they can play games with the price of a hamburger just to force the issue on a minimum well, wage, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't uh, know that they're blaming minimum wage for this rate increase. I don't know that they're not. We haven't gotten through the whole article, but it's an interesting perspective for sure. I know that. Uh, Inflation certainly is killing, well, just about everybody. Uh, You know, when I shop, uh, a significant increase in the cost of groceries has been noticed by me Mm -hmm. Uh, since uh, I moved to New Hampshire year over year. uh, Things just keep going up. And then, of course, I notice uh, what they call shrinkflation. Right. Right. Where they like sell you a package that looks about the same size as what you normally buy, but it's got less product in it. I wonder how much that, that Big Mac probably 20 years ago was probably bigger. It's called Small Mac now. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.